This is the Six Years Group Therapy Podcast. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts. On today's episode, we have a reaction podcast on the latest news about Ben Simmons. It is fully expected that he will not report for training camp, which we all knew could happen. But when Woj tweets it, it hits different. The gang will react to this news, and we will also introduce our new segment called Group Therapy. We have two listeners and friends of the pod join us, and they have the floor to give their rants about Ben Simmons or the Sixers or whatever. So shout out to Brandon Cohen and Zach Friedman. With all that being said, here is First Name Dane. Reaction pod of Sixers Group Therapy. I am your host, Alex Wynn. Although it may be coming to an end soon, the last time I checked, Ben Simmons is still a Sixer. So June continues his protest and will not be on tonight. But we do have a man who finds proof every day that we are living in a simulation. Dave DeBacca. Is tonight the night I get us canceled? Well, maybe. We'll find out. We'll find out. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully none of our guests get us canceled either. But <laughs> last but not least, we have the CEO of Domino's Pizza, J.B. Mudbones. It's very misleading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm they're they're all false. More, I'm looking more and more right. He's not going to wear a jersey for this team. Dude's a bum. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, 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 get to, we'll get to that to see what uh, – I know I asked you guys on the previous podcast, but I'm going to ask you what's going to happen. So you're sticking by that, Joe, it seems it sounds like. Mm-hmm. All right. We knew it was a possibility. We talked about it on previous pods, but I think we could all admit that a Woj bomb holds a little more weight to it. So today, Adrian Wojnarowski tweets out, ESPN sources, Philadelphia 76ers all-star Ben Simmons will not report for the opening of training camp next week and intends to never play another game for the franchise. Simmons hasn't spoken to the team since a late August meeting where he communicated this message to Sixers officials. Uh, Jason Dumas, Dumas added some context. Last year, all the key decision makers in the Sixers organization had signed off on a Simmons-Harden trade, including Joel Embiid. Ben was informed by the organization that he was likely being moved. It didn't materialize, and all parties moved forward without friction. But that has been a point of contention with Ben as it pertains to the current situation. I can't confirm whether he reports to camp or not. He probably won't, but that situation is fluid. But I can reiterate that he has no interest in playing another game as a Sixer. Ben is well aware of how the majority of Sixers fans feel about him. There are several organized groups planning to go boo him in Camden the day camp opens. He wants no part of that. So, soaking everything in, I ask for your initial reactions. Dave, I start with you. Um, this is, I, wanted, I want this to happen. I want this to play out the way it's looking like it's going to play out for a couple of reasons. One, good for Daryl and the Sixers for not giving in to clutch and their obnoxious demands. 
Ben Simmons is he's not Anthony Davis. You know, he is not he does not nearly warrant enough credibility to be making crazy demands like this. I mean, we, we always talked about it. It's, it's well-documented. I don't know if it's, I'm sure it's documented on this podcast somewhere, but we always knew Ben would not finish his career as a sixer. I think we all believed that he would probably play out this contract and then end up in, in the spotlight, you know, somewhere else, probably somewhere in California, but to pull this shit with, with four years left on his, uh, on his uh, extension, I mean, oh my God, what a, what a loser. I mean, he's, he's genuinely a loser. He is running from accountability, what Doc Rivers was supposed to bring. You know, I, I mean, I was told time and time again that, you know, Brett Brown couldn't hold people accountable and, and Doc Rivers was going to come in and fix that, but here we are. And, uh, but I digress on that. And it's just unbelievable. Uh, but, you know, good, good for Daryl and the Sixers for not giving into clutch in their demands. And also, Fuck Ben. Like he, he does not deserve to, to get what he wants. So let him stay in the worst possible situation, which is here to face the music and the, the, fa- Oh my God, he's, we're going to talk later about the most hated athletes in Philadelphia. And I don't think anyone's ever pulled anything like this. I mean, this is good. He, I hope he rots away. And also this gives the keys to Maxi by default, which is what I've always wanted. I wholeheartedly believe this is the perfect storm for Tyrese Maxey to take a legitimate step to possibly, I don't know, stardom is, is a, it's a big, it's a big hope for Maxey, but he's in the, in the perfect situation right now to, to take a massive leap in year two, because he's going to have the, it's looking like he's going to have the reins. If this plays out the way it looks like it's going to play out. Yeah. Um, and spoiler alert, I think Ben might be to the top of the most hated list <laughs> as for Maxey. Yeah. He comes into a, a great situation for a young point guard. We'll see how he plays out with that. JB, what are your reactions? If we forget about our hate for Ben for a second and focus on contention, we need Maxi to make that giant leap or we're just, we're, what are we, uh, a playing team? <laughs> oh, I don't know. With the amount of, with the amount of uh, games that Embiid misses and, you know, all we can expect him to miss, we're looking at a, at a Toby led, uh, Regular season team that screams six, seven seed, right? So that's actually very important. That's a great point, Joe, because this situation is <clears throat> we want. I think we talked about on this podcast. We want Ben. They don't. The, the Sixers should just sit Ben and hold on to him until a, a reasonable trade appears, and then deal him. The problem is a lot of the situation depends on how the Sixers come out and play. So we need Maxi to be ahead of where he should be. You know, like he needs to play better than maybe it's fair for the ask him of a, a late lottery pick or what, 21st overall. Um, we need him to play above his means. And if the Sixers come out and they start flat to the season, I could see that getting really ugly. Like it's a year of Embiid's prime. We can't waste it like we've done previous years. If we start out like not as well as anticipated, there could be a lot of pressure on the Sixers. But then on the other hand, if we come out and we're on fire and, you know, we're looking like a contender, it's going to make Ben Simmons look like a fool. So mm-hmm. like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think do I have a point? Yeah, absolutely. You want to take this one, JB? I, I just like, I don't know. I just, I think, he looks like a fool anyway. Like what, what kind of, 
it's just funny. Like Dave from day one was probably like, Ben will be in LA soon. Let's enjoy it while we have it. But slowly and slowly it was more and more. He's just, he's not listening to anyone. He's a soy boy. He's beta. He's a diva. And I cannot believe, I mean, I can believe that it got to this point because of just, we've been reading the same thing for the last, I don't know, whenever the playoffs were four months ago, three months ago. Um, but how's what team wants him? Like, unless there's some super shady shit behind the scenes, like he looks like such a pansy for his next team. Mm-hmm. Like, who's gonna want to play? Who's gonna want to play with him? This is like it's embarrassing. He is embarrassing himself right is now. It like a an unwritten rule to whatever team he goes to. Like, coach has to sign off that he won't critique Ben. Like, probably. Yeah. Joe, you, you talked about this on the last pod. You're like, does he really think it's going to be different anywhere else? Yeah, like, is he going to be given some, like, promise that we will never ask you to shoot publicly? Like, is that a requirement on his trade demand list? One like, thing, one thing's for sure. He definitely doesn't deserve that. <laughs> yeah, right? Definitely doesn't deserve that at all. It's like, how many times can we say it? Coward, loser. We're gonna use those words so many times during this podcast. I've I've never seen anything like. Let me read this tweet, which I thought perfectly summed it up. It's by uh, at Street Broad. What kind of world do we live in when a player can sign a multi-year max contract with a team that can contend right now for a title, but loses largely because of the weakness of that player and the lack of working on his own game? Then declare it to the world that he ain't never he ain't ever playing for them again. It's another glitch in the code and why, why we live in a simulation. This makes no sense. We should have known that every draft pick made by Brian Colangelo would be cursed and tainted with the exception of Corkmas. He's the one shining light from the Colangelo era that is left. And um, yeah, I mean, once it's, it's insane. It's totally insane. Of course, this would happen added to the list of weird things that, <laughs> that always happen. Uh, but it, once again, it never a dull moment gives us talking points, um, gives us, you know, something, something's going to, I mean, he's not, he, I mean, what do we, how long do they really realistically hold him out? I mean, he's going to give, so I read something today. This is insane. He gets 50% of his annual basketball salary up front when the season starts. So that means he's going to get a check for 16 and a half million dollars, <laughs> 16 and a half million dollars, probably in the next few weeks when training camp opens after that, they can fine him up to 200 grand per missed game plus other fines and suspensions for skipping media availability and, and practice and all that stuff. He is going to leave granted. He's getting $16 million up front, but there's still another 16 and a half million dollars that he's going to, it could miss a lot. You know, he can miss out a lot on, which is insane. And I'm sure that's going to go over well with the, with the blue collared faithful in, in Philadelphia, a guy, you know, with this, this fragile and sensitive that's going to leave all that money on the table with this sense of entitlement. This is a, not g- good for him at all. And especially it's, I almost like, I hope they keep him all year. I hope we take him and keep him into the deadline and let him rot on the bench. And uh, it's, I would love to, Im- Im- I mean, look at our logo, the logo of our podcast, Elmo with, I mean, this is, this is Elmo. This is not trading Ben and holding him out and letting this war go on is fire Elmo. That's a great question. Like, how long can we actually hold him out for? Because this is obviously an unprecedented situation. And just me, like me personally, just like the awkwardness of it, like, I'd be like, someone has to make a move here. 
Who's gonna and Who's gonna blink first, Daryl or Rich Paul? Blink. I mean, they are both firmly in their positions right now, and it's like, okay, now we see who blinks first. It's like no. you see you see tweets online today, and they're like, hold him out for the entire four years. Like, who cares? <laughs> JB said it. He's willing to get less or pennies on the dollar if we don't send men to a situation he wants. It's just it's never been done before. Not not four years left with your contract. Uh, I can't believe we're here. I or maybe I can believe we're here. I just didn't think it come this fast. JB, you already said it earlier on the pod. You think that he gets traded? Is that is that really how you're feeling right now? You think he's gonna get traded? I think so. I think we're gonna eventually take. I don't know what it would be. Nickels on the dollar, and no one wants this. We're, is, are we really – I mean, I would love to let him rot on the bench. I just don't know until – Is what, it realistic? What, what, like, aside from just, like, holding on to your pride and ego, what do we get out of that? It's not like we're going to all of a sudden get a better trade offer six months after he's been sitting on the bench doing nothing. Like, the whole point was him if he stayed on the team, he would show up and build up his trade value. He's not building up trade value sitting on the bench looking like a – I mean, he probably wouldn't sit on the bench, but um, he's – I think he's traded before they for the start of the season. I think it's going to be a little better of a deal than, like, the what people expect now. Like, hey, we're just going to get John Wall and that's it. Um, mm. But it's – We'd mm. have to give more. We'd have to give more to get John Wall. The South, I think John Wall makes $11 more million than – and um, Ben Simmons does. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up while while you guys keep talking. Let's see. Let's wow. see this John Wall contract. JB, my uh, my fear is, and it's actually it could be an advantage to trading him, getting getting over with with it before the season starts. Um, I guess I already said this, but my fear is they come out flat and they don't look good, and everyone's like, hey. That's, that's the Ben Simmons effect. And we're like, you know, that's how they look mm. bad without Ben Simmons. Although, you know, anyone will look bad without their max contract point guard. You know, you're getting paid that much money and you're missing that player. You're going to miss. There's going to be a, a large size hole. Hopefully Maxi makes us forget about him and makes Ben look bad. But Dave, you look like you found something out. Yeah. So interesting point, Newt. I actually did not think of that. That is uh, that's that's an interesting angle to look at it from. If we if he doesn't play. We suck. And so that makes people kind of realize the, you know, the, the impact that he had. Um, well, how I think that goes is like you said, JB, nickels on the dollar if we trade him now. I mean, at this point, maybe we just, why take the nickels? You know, what, what are nickels compared to nothing? I mean, sit him out, do not give in to clutch demands, and maybe just kind of like the dust settles. And then, you know, we're into the season and a team has an injury and then they kind of like talk themselves into the allure of what Ben Simmons could be. And then maybe that kind of like naturally can rebuild some value, just like a stock goes off a cliff and then it bottoms out in in uh, in accumulation <laughs> consolidation mode. And then it starts to trend up again. Maybe, you know, maybe all it takes is a, an injury to a team that had playoff hopes. And, you know, then there's like, oh, there, there's this wild card in Philly. Ben just sitting on the, you know, probably staying in shape and working out and in basketball shape and ready to get to a different situation and a fresh start. So I think uh, I, I maybe could see it going down that road. But um, for John Wall, where <laughs> he's got two years left on his deal this year and next year, and I can I, I can guarantee he will certainly be opting into his player option next year. $44 million this year 
and $47 million next year. Again, player option. So um, <laughs> that's a, that's a big pill to swallow. Um, and uh, I don't know about all that, to be honest. I guess I your hope, your hope is Dave, like you were saying on our, our group chat, the hope is Houston gives us all their picks and all the Nets picks. Hmm. And hopefully you can go into the season without having Ben hanging over your head. Maybe John plays a little better and then someone becomes available. Then you had that, you have that, you know, Sam Hinkie like treasure chest of assets that you could flip for a star, but that's also risky. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the right move is. I, I'll tell you what, for content wise, I would love for them to just sit that out for the, the whole year. So the trade, you know, it's just like, it would be what we say of this team is they're they're never they're never boring. There's always something to talk about with this team, and it would be weird and awkward and something we've never seen before. And that would be that would be absolutely wild. Um, I didn't I didn't realize how much money John Wall made. I actually yeah earlier I was like oh you know what I'd take John Wall, Christian Wood, Eric Gordon, and a future Brooklyn pick, but like we would have to give up Toby to match that. We would have to give up Ben and Toby to, to match that salary. 44 for John Wall, 18 for Eric Gordon, 13 and a half for Christian Wood. Oof. He was a good time. Oof. Yeah, good right. Ben, too, and, ben and Toby for that, for a John Wall, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood in a Brooklyn pick? <laughs> maybe. Would you do it, Dave? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Hell yeah. They when... all expire. They all expire in, uh, next year, too. They, they all three of them have two years left on, on their deals. So crazy flexibility comes with that. We get off the remaining years of Ben and Toby. We get guys that fit, that fill needs. If oh. we have time, I'd love for you to ask our two guests. If, if they, they do, do that, that deal, especially, especially our Toby guy. <laughs> our, especially. Yeah. Both, both our guests, big Toby and Ben supporters. I love it. That's right. They get, they get asked the question. Prediction is going to be, come on. <laughs> We'll see. We'll get to it. Uh, guys, let me ask you. JB, I'll start with you. Where does Ben rank amongst Philly sports villains? He's now one, unfortunately. He's got to be. Uh, ben is one. Wentz is a close second. And people were throwing a, tri- a trio of Wentz, Simmons, and Foltz. Like, Foltz is nowhere close to those other two. Yeah, I feel like we moved on from him, you know? Yeah. Fultz was more Fultz was more heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah there was sympathy you know, for the kid. Fultz, Fultz never gave up on us. He never gave up on us. Yeah. Like who who's more of a coward, Wentz or Ben? I think Ben Wentz never really gave up on us either, did he? I mean, he just had injuries. I'd, I'd say the part where like Jalen Hurts came in, like he got better Jalen Hurts, and then he was like, oh, fuck this and the man of trade. I could see that being an angle, but Okay, I think yeah, true, true. I think Wentz has more to be upset about than Ben does. Like they only gave Ben a huge. Con- I mean, they gave Wentz a huge contract too. But yeah. I guess the Eagles went out and drafted Jalen Hurts with a second round pick when we could have used that to improve the team. I could see him having a beef there. I didn't like it at the time either. You don't you don't draft a quarterback after you just gave a huge contract extension to your you know so called franchise QB. Ben, we gave him one hundred seventy million dollars. We gave him an MVP candidate. We gave him some all-stars or all-star level players of Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris. And he has no reason to, especially after that performance, he has no shame to go out and do that. So I, I, 
I agree. He has to be number one. I think this will be his return to Philly to play whenever that is, is going to be the loudest the city has ever booed ever. Yeah. And a free throw. We might get a whole damn meal from Wendy's when Ben Simmons comes to play. Who knows when, whenever that is, you know, we should intentionally foul from the first possession. That would be the biggest troll. Could you imagine that? Who would NBA do it? History. What's it? What sixer does it? Just go I think it's, You think it's Embiid? Uh, I don't know. Bring him like Charles Bassey if we ever sign him. I think it's. I think it's Matisse. Matisse for for giving up giving giving up that open dunk for for him to get fouled and miss the foul shots I against like the Hawks. <laughs> Matisse has a, a big smile while he's doing it. Yep. I'm, uh, I, don't I'm know, I don't know if Matisse has that troll on them. Yeah, probably not. You're right. It probably could be Joel. Do you remember when um there was a like an off season where like Shaq was talking about like how annoying Hack Shaq was, and like the very first play, Greg Popovich tells him the foul. Uh, I don't know, but it sounds. I don't remember. Really. I, I, yeah. I, I got to like see the video. I oh, you know what? I actually yeah. do remember that. I actually, I actually think I do remember that. He has a foul Shaq right off after the tip off, and Shaq's like confused, <laughs> and then he looks over at Popovich, who has like a and huge he, yeah, smile. And he's point, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I definitely up. do remember that. Yeah, so, That's good. so maybe that happens. Uh, other Philly sports villains. There was Terrell Owens went to the Cowboys right after he destroyed our team, but he's kind of loved now. So I don't I know. Love them from a... the get go. He's on my top five list. Yeah, but like you know, there was there was the whole like you know we like he got hated for a little bit, but like the years went on. And everyone loves him again. Yeah. Um, Chip Kelly. Uh, That's good. I still, Mm. I was too in too deep in support that I could never, if if he needs to be hated, I should hate myself. (laughs) You see, Chip Kelly was a huge example of how pandering to Philly fans is actually really easy. He came out and he said that we're, we're from Philly. We fight and everyone ate it up. Everyone ate it up. And it, it, there's, there was a funny tweet I saw from uh, at Brandon Alexander. Is that is that Brandon Smith I think from so. Eastern? Yeah. Um, he said all Ben had to do was say I gotta do better, and post a picture of a Wawa hoagie on his Instagram story, and we would have <laughs> all gotten past this. I say I, I agree with that. Probably he just doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. His ego, his ego is too big. It's too sensitive and fragile. He just. Uh, he doesn't belong here. He doesn't belong here. He just doesn't get it. It's, I hate to be this guy, like that Philly Elias guy, but, you know, some athletes, they just get Philly, and he isn't one of them. Like Brandon Graham, who, you know, started out largely criticized. Everyone's like, we could have had Earl Thomas, and look what he did. He went in, put in the work, made the biggest play of the Super Bowl, and uh, we're, uh, we're all in mourning because of his Achilles tear. He's out for the season. So get well soon, Brandon Graham. Mm-hmm. Guys, let me ask you. We have some time before we introduce our newest segment. So, real quick, last question: What is the rest of Ben's career like? Who wants to take this first? JB, go ahead. He's the same. He's an all-star, probably an all-star every year. Puts up very, very annoying triple doubles, um, and I don't think he ever. Like, I know, Nude, you're going to say he's going to become a three-point specialist because that's a Philly thing. <laughs> I think there's absolutely no way. Although, if there is something that would motivate the diva he is, 
like that would be a pretty pretty funny move if I like forget my hate for a second and saw this happening on another team and they trade him because they said he can't shoot or he wouldn't shoot and then he like, <laughs> shoots like I'd be like that's pretty funny but it's us so go fuck yourself it would be an all-time fuck you to us if he went out and did that Dave you agree with I, over here um it depends on where he ends up I think if he ends up in the right situation which there are a few out there one of them, I think Minnesota. I think he'd be really nice with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Towns. I think that's a nice fit. Um, but I think there's a good chance this ends up looking like an Iguodala on the Warriors situation. Same old player, the the same player that that you know when Iguodala on the Sixers is the same player on the Warriors. He just had a more refined, less prominent role in the Warriors. If Ben finds himself, and I've been screaming this for maybe two years now he ben is a he is a special player and i'll I'll say that even now he's he's got such a unique skill set he's such a swiss army knife he's so versatile especially on defense and he just needs to play with he needs to play a very specific role around very specific players and how can you watch the nba and call him a point guard i've i've said that a million times how can you watch Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, all these guys, and then look at Ben Simmons and say, "Oh yeah, that's a point guard." He's like, he's a four, he's like a four. He's he's six foot ten, two hundred and thirty pounds. You know, maybe not that strong, but still, he's a, an absolute specimen, and he should be playing next to Carl Towns, a stretch big, and with a, a lead combo guard like D'Angelo Russell. I think if he finds himself on the right team, I think he could save himself where he doesn't, where he's not under the spotlight of running an offense in the half court in the playoffs and not pressured to, you know, score 30 points a game and take jump shots. If he can just let play with the right, with the right supporting cast, I think he can save himself, but um, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be lucky enough to end up there. So we'll see, but I, I could see it looking like an Iguodala scenario, not saying he's going to win a finals MVP, but I think uh, he could, he could potentially land on the right spot and have a productive career. No, you're, you're completely right. I mean, the, the Sixers fan in me wants to say what Joe said. He's going to come out, start shooting threes, be the best player of all time. But if I throw out all my biases, it's basically what you said, Dave. He needs to land on the perfect situation, which is kind of annoying, right? Like, this is your point guard, and you got to mold your entire team to him because he has a very, you know, specific um, negative about his game, and he's a point guard can't shoot. And how do you win with that? I mean, I think there's a – what Joe said, he's going to be – continue being an all-star. He's going to be a great, very talented player. But when it comes to the playoffs, he needs a very specific uh, partner, and that's a elite perimeter scorer, elite perimeter creator, because it can't be him in the playoffs. And he will never be able to play with – I mean, I guess there's not that many teams with, with this, but he'll never be able to play with a – dominant player who needs to score on the inside, you know, and I guess you can only really name the Sixers and maybe the Nuggets, although, you know, Jokic kind of initiates the offense from the perimeter a lot. So he might be able to work with Jokic, but I mean, it's just, it's just very sad that, you know, everyone says, you know, surround with shooters, surround with this and, you know, what player wouldn't be better? surrounded by elite shooters <laughs> and, you know, elite perimeter creators and everything. So it is what it is. I, I think he, if I throw out my Sixers bias, he's going to be Ben Simmons. I don't think he improves much offensively than what he is now. 
Um, he can land in a great situation where he's not the he can't be the guy. He can't be the guy. Yeah. Um, he can't. Iguodala couldn't be the guy either. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Great. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I completely ignored that. That's a great comparison. Um, I, I obviously way better than Iguodala, but, you know, Iguodala was never the guy and he went to a role where he didn't have to be. And he was also with, you know, the best two shooters of the game. And he won finals MVP and everyone was like, oh, we should have never traded him. And which was a stupid narrative from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know. I don't know. I think uh, I think he is who he is. And we'll see. We'll see. From that I point. think there, there's one there's one major bright spot here. And that is that this clears the way. For a perfect storm for Tyrese Maxey to take a major leap. This is it. This is where stars are born. Pressure makes diamonds. Throw him out there. Give him the keys to the car. And uh, let's see what this kid's made of. And I have a feeling he'll show up. I really do. JB, you think he shows up? Yeah, I'm, I'm a believer in him. And might have sounded a little trolly last year, but, like, he's filthy. He's mm-hmm. We were better when he would get on the court and actually do something as a point guard. We had no one that could get to the net and score. You know what's going to be so relieving? Not seeing all Ben's missed layups, his missed one-foot jumpers or whatever you call them. The wrong hand, no arc, hook shots, whatever. Oh, my God. I, I'll i miss his defense, sure. But, oh, my God. He, he like, brought more frustration than, than blissfulness. That's why he can never be Giannis. Everyone's like, oh, he sees the aggressiveness of Gian- Giannis. is so much more talented scoring-wise than he is. He has way better touch around the rim. Ben just launches it. Every layup, it seems like he launches it at the rim. And it's it's totally different. He doesn't have the offensive touch that Giannis does, you know. As for Maxi, um, do you think it's a little unfair, all the expectations that we're, we're having of Maxi right now? Nah, first-round pick, we showed promise. and Yep. Like if this was his rookie year, sure. Mm-hmm. And fuck fair fairness, dude. He embraces <laughs> the pressure and expectations, unlike his soon-to-be predecessor. Yep. Couldn't have said he it had better. to come out. He had to come out and save the season. Game six, the yep. rookie. <clears throat> now he's gonna come out and say, dude, when you least expect it, that's when you're saved. I mean, my my favorite example is like, dude, Portland in the late 2000s. They had a they had a young dynasty. They had prime superstar Brandon Roy, just not quite completely damaged goods. Greg Oden, who was like leading the league in rebounds and like looked dominant. He played, I think he played 80 games one season. They had a young Lamarcus Aldridge, a young Nick Batum, a veteran Andre Miller to glue it all together. And then like they just Brandon Roy and Greg Oden are retired two years later. And it's like, you know, and then you know, they, they blow it up. They trade Gerald Wallace to Brooklyn for a top four protected pick turns into pick number five. They draft Damian Lillard. And now, you know, you just, when you least expect it, that's when you're saved. And I have a feeling that Tyrese Maxey might just be our savior when we, when it looks like it's all over for us. I'll tell you what, this is going to be one of the, the biggest what ifs in NBA history, but we have someone in our waiting room. So let's get to it. We are introducing a new segment called Group Therapy, where we are going to be inviting guests, listeners to the pod, come on the pod, 
and get whatever it is off their chest. So I did say on past episodes that I wanted some more listener participation. So shout out Dave and Joe. This is your baby. Great idea. So I'm going to let them in right now. Let's see. Brandon Cohen. There he is. There he is. Fellas. Brandon Cohen, how are you? I don't think you're actually in here. Stand by. Technical difficulties. Oh, yeah, I got you. Oh, cool. Perfect. Brandon Cohen, welcome to Sixers Group Therapy. There's a lot to be angry about (laughs) lately. So you have the floor. Give us your Ben, your Sixers rant, whatever you want. It's a tougher day for me than I feel like most other Sixers fans, because for the past year or two years, I've been pounding the pavement for Ben talking about like, he's still the guy he can be all this stuff. And it just, it fucking hurts to finally have that realization. Like not only are you super wrong, but this guy just doesn't give a shit about getting better. Um, And like the only thing that I could think of today to compare it to was Carson Wentz. And for Wentz, it was like, all right, there were super like huge issues with the team last year. And, and the fans turned on him like before the season had, had even started this year, Ben like the complete opposite. All we asked this man to do was just get a little bit fucking better, just a little bit better. He was so good at so many things. He can do things that, 99% 99% of the league can't do. But the one thing that most people in the league can do, he just can't fucking do. And there was so much support for this man. Like, it just, it hurts so much that this man just refused to get better at the fundamental thing of basketball. And if I'm the Sixers, I don't know what they do right now. Um I, I'm kind of with, with Dave. I don't know if you've talked about it already. Let the man rot in hell. Let him sit on the bench because his I don't his trade value can't get worse. If he doesn't want to play basketball for four years, he wants to lose hundreds over $100 million, fine, you know, whatever. Um, I don't think they'll actually do that. I think at a certain point it's kind of hard to do that to your team and your salary cap and you got to move them eventually. Um but before I would have thought like, all right, like maybe we can make this interesting, make it a good trade, get some good assets. Now it's just like send him to the worst fucking place possible. Like let, let this new team deal with him for four years. And the thing that sucks the most is he's going to get better at shooting. He's going to be an MVP. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I know it's going to happen. Brandon, you just like you co- you you hit the nail around right the head. You covered like everything we were discussing before you hopped on, and it was it's absolutely perfect. Well, uh, let me ask you, who do you think blinks first? Oh, I, I think the 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 Sixers blink in the terms of they will move him, but I don't think I think it's very likely that the season starts and he's just on the bench, not even on the bench, like he's just not with the team. Um, I don't think this is like a hardened situation where the season starts and he's like playing for a little bit, but he's just like fat and out of shape and then like loses 50 pounds, like <laughs> as soon as he gets traded. So I don't think it's that type of situation. I, I really don't think Ben will play. I think he's a child. Um, but 
in turn, the Sixers will blink, but not, not anytime soon. They, they, at the end of the day, you still have a, a 25 year old all-star top five defender in the league. Um, someone is going to get desperate enough to make a, a move for him. And I think the idea of getting that one for one player back is a pipe dream and it's not going to happen anymore. Like early in the summer, I would have been like, okay, there's a, there's a real chance we could, we could find a way to get him out for Dame or someone to that caliber. Now I think the best shot is get some picks for him and then use those picks to, you know, do something. BC, I agree. Well, first and foremost, BC, pleasure to have you on. Thanks for hopping on. Sixers group therapy it takes a real man to admit when he's wrong. So ma- major respect for, for the, for the opening statements there, major yeah, respect today, for the opening today statements. Was, today, was, today was a tough day. Yeah. A sad day for all of us. Unfortunately, it's uh, obviously in a perfect world, this works out and we, we, we have a couple parades by now, but um, I, I agree exactly with what you said. I think uh, we'll blink first eventually, but there, I said this before you hopped on, there will be a team. All it takes is one team that, was hyping up that they're going to make the playoffs this year and they get one injury. And here's this 25 year old, all defensive first team, multiple all-star that's just on the, on the shelf over here. And it only takes one team to talk themselves into it. So I think that I definitely don't think, I think we let this play out for the, for the coming weeks, maybe even months, maybe first month or two of the season. But um, at some point, uh, something will come along and, you know, I think it'll be better than what we, what we would get for him if we just traded him right now. But another thing that I said before, which I think you'll like, this is um, new justice. If we think he'll succeed wherever he goes. And I think it, it could look like an Iguodala situation. If he lands in the right scenario I, and he, all he has to do is focus on what he's good at and he's not in the spotlight of running an offense in the half court. I think he could succeed somewhere else. How do you feel about that? Iguodala is a finals MVP. <laughs> like, he wasn't a finals MVP when he played for us that's for sure <laughs> and he doesn't have like half of just like the natural ability that Ben does so like if Ben does that like that's what I mean when I say he's going to go somewhere he's going to thrive and we're, we're going to fucking hate it because he could have done that here like I get that there are other cities that are like that are like full basketball cities and I know that we kind of will, will maybe disagree on this, but I like Nuge is wearing an Eagle shirt. This city is, was, and always will be an Eagle city. And the Sixers will always take a second seat to that. But mm-hmm. there are, there are maybe five cities with NBA teams that you're just like, all right, I'd rather play there than Philadelphia. Um, I, I think like the whole marketing thing is, is overblown. Like you want to make money, you can make money anywhere. So especially now <laughs> with like, social media, like he, so he could have done that here. And that's, what's frustrating is like, it was there. I, he's going to go somewhere. And if he's either going to like Joel and be top 10, five player in the NBA, whatever you want to say, Ben's flaws are highlighted by playing with Joel and But if you pair Ben with someone like Dame, like, Holy shit. I, He's going to be, he's going to be a walking 20 and 10 because he doesn't have to handle the ball the entire time. He's just going to post up whenever he wants to. The frustrating thing is like the, the Sixers team, it was constructed. It was put shooters out there and that's what Ben needs. All four of our other starters shot at or near 40%. Like you can't ask for much more. And the only thing that I can think of is like, all right, 
Joe and Ben just, they can't do it together because if you want to hide Ben, you need to hide him on the block and you can't do that with Joe there. So it, it was a pipe dream for us to think that it was going to work out, but like it should have because he just needed to get a little bit better. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a shame that Markel Fultz never worked out. That's exactly I what I was just going to say. Was the, that was the perfect player to put next to Embiid and Fultz. And after that, we, you know, forgot how to shoot that weird shit. We never found the right, like Tobias. Yes. He's a good player. We put all our eggs in the basket with Tobias, and he's just not the right third fit. I mean, you you listen. You're talking to the wrong guy. If you start bringing Tobias slander in mm. here, bring you back. <laughs> now, Brandon, you did you did say you did say Ben and Joel. You know, both guys can't be down on the block. There is a third guy that likes to pound the rock on the block, and his his uh, his initials are TH. With that being said. Before Nuge has a couple more questions for you, but I did I put a uh, a fake trade in the in our group chat earlier that you I think you saw it was uh, Ben for John Wall, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, and maybe a future Brooklyn pick that's like with some productions on it. Um, I didn't realize how much money all these guys made, and uh, turns out we would have to throw in another big salary to match that. So the question to you is, would you take John Wall? Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, and a future Brooklyn pick in exchange for Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. No. Not Keep like- in mind. Keep in mind. Keep in mind. The three guys we get are all on two-year deals, and we're saving two extra years on Harris. and and I'm sorry, one extra year on Harris, two extra years on Simmons for cap flexibility. Christian Wood is dope, but he doesn't pair well next to Embiid. I, I don't see how that works. Um, Eric Gordon, I think is like a seventh man at best at this point. I don't think you make a trade that, that focuses around him. And I mean, John wall, like when your athleticism is your skill and then you lose your athleticism because of injuries, I'm not sure like how valuable you are in today's NBA making $41 million per year. So I think there's other guys to go, to go after. And I'm also, I'm also still a big believer that Tobias next to Joel Embiid is a great third man. I don't see him being the the second piece because um, he's just not good enough. But I mean, like if you actually take a look at that man's stats and his like shooting and, and shooting percentages, what he did from three, like he was phenomenal. And if you, if you just have like Dave always says, like get a real point guard, who's actually a threat from three and, and stretches the defense out even just a little bit more. I, I don't see how the team isn't just as good. I, I want Maxi to be that guy. I don't think he, he's definitely not there yet. Maybe he will be. I think Shake could have been there. I don't think Shake's ever going to get there, but the, the biggest disappointment is, and Steve, some of you just said kind of my, I talked to my boss about it today. This isn't just like a this Sixers team problem. Think about the last 10 years. Think about everyone we've drafted in the first round. And other than Embiid, who are you happy with? Furcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. How much? Like, it's tough. And Who's you left? Back, you go back to like Mike Carter-Williams, Okafor, Nerlens, like all these guys, like Ben – other than like it's it sucks to say, but next to Joe, Ben was your biggest hit, and it was it's a guy that 
refuses to shoot the ball, won't dunk in the playoffs, um, and now wants to leave your team. So, like, our team is fundamentally bad at drafting and developing players. Like, it's just – it's it's as bad as, like, the Phillies are with their minor league players. It's mm. so frustrating how for over a decade you can just miss and miss and miss and miss. And the only reason you hit on Embiid is because he was hurt and a few other teams were scared. That's true. Now, we did have some other juicy hits later that we that we wound up giving away for nothing. Just to name a few, Jeremy Grant, Christian Wood, Christian Wood, Sixers draftee, a couple late gems that are steals, Robert Covington, your boy TJ McConnell, still in the NBA making impacts elsewhere, Dario Sarge playing some valuable minutes in the NBA finals. Were some other hits in there, but to your to your point, we didn't we who's left? There's no one left. Nice. But Embiid. The guy, if you want to, if you want to be good in the NBA, get drafted by the Sixers and then leave, and then like you'll flourish. So it's just, there's so many things wrong. And the, the worst part is, is that what do we have left? Maybe four to five years of Embiid. I, That's optimistic, in my opinion. Right. And if in four, if in four or five years he's still producing it even close to this level, like great. I think that's that's wonderful. But you, in order, you have to fix all of this right now. I think maybe that's the only reason why the Sixers blink first is because you can't have an MVP candidate and just waste them. So you got to do something. You can't just say like, oh yeah, we'll get some picks and we're going to like retool. Like by the time you retool, Embiid's gone and that's your best shot. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was telling the guys, like it might be a little unreasonable to expect Maxi to step in and us be a contender still. But if we get off to a, a rocky start, and this is a year of Embiid's prime and Ben sitting, you know, we're sending Ben out. We're going to have a lot of pressure to trade Ben and it's going to get ugly. And who knows what happens after that? Who do you guys want? So I think everyone wants Dame. Let's say Dame's off the table. Who is it that you're like, who do you want the most and who do you want? That's actually reasonable. If Dame's off the table, I want Beal the most. Is he re- is he is he realistic? No. Probably not. Who is realistic? Um, I don't know. Is Buddy Heald realistic? Because I do that probably see, at this point. I, I could <laughs> see the Kings start like starting off like five and twelve, and then all of a sudden like Fox and Halliburton are no longer untouchable. You know, mm. but I feel like, I feel like Fox might be a real, realistic. But Fox seems untouchable. I don't see why you move him for Ben. Yeah, yeah. But the same way. Why, why would we take heel that automatic we're now competing with Milwaukee and the Nets and, and everyone else at this point? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Beal's no shot. I think we could, I think we could get healed for Ben. Um, I would hope they could throw in a sweetener, but we have no leverage. Um, no shot. We're getting Fox at this point. I, I would be ecstatic with – of, like, the big names, I'd trade them for Fox straight up and be pumped. Yeah, um, same. I don't think he's realistic. Wait a minute. What about, like, Heald and Rashawn Holmes? Another 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 Sixers draft pick hit that's, that's shining somewhere else. Uh, I, I think that's, that. like, the definition of pennies on a dollar. Yeah. Buddy Heald for Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We're talking Buddy, Buddy Heald and Rashawn Hill. Holmes for Ben Simmons. Bad. And like, I, and I hate when people say, I hate when I say three time All Star, 24 uh, years old, but like Heald is like, he's very good at shooting and that's about it. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Is there any remote chance that Dane's camp is just very quietly talking to Portland and being like, 
not only did you guys not do anything this summer, but we got actively worse. Like it's, it's time to make a move. Are they going to move him or at a certain point, they're just like, now nah, we're, we're riding it out. We're, we're cool with the, the five to eight seed and he'll retire here. You guys he's know not, my game take. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, well, I think he's not going to retire there. I think, uh, just look at the look at the the NBA the last five years. I mean, he's he's clearly the next the next guy to go somewhere else. But that's that's my opinion. When does it happen? Does it happen this year? Trade deadline next summer? I don't know. But uh, I I don't think I don't think he's there long term. What do you think, Nuge? I think if Dame wanted to be a Sixer, he'd be a Sixer already. That, that's right. That was my take. <laughs> I I feel like he had the perfect opportunity this off season to ask out like Brandon said they didn't get any better they looked like the same team and you know the west is going to be loaded I feel like this was his chance and they love him over there he's a legend if he wanted to force his way to the Sixers like the Knicks spent all their money the Heat spent all their money that left us and I I feel like if he wanted out he would be here that's that's my take JB what do you think yeah I think I think he's there for for the year I mean he wouldn't be posting these like rip city pro portland tweets if there was a remote chance that he was like behind this like that would be super super like pro helping your team not lose any leverage but way too far of it he's he's somehow content there i think there's a chance if things are super ugly maybe it's the final straw like the deadline I think more realistically, he, he suffers through another terrible season, and maybe that's the final draw. The problem is if they trade him, he's not coming here because we can't offer the best player for him, and you're going to be really upset when he goes to the Celtics because, <laughs> because they can offer Brown. Brown, and we can't. And when we have to go up against Dame and Tatum however many times a year – Mm. while Ben rots on the fucking bench. Wow. That could be it. That, that could be. That's a dark timeline. The Sixers. That could be, that could be the moment where I'm just like, Embiid was cool. Top five Philly athlete for me, but I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, That's tough. Brandon, let me ask you, do you feel any better having coming on to the pod? No. (laughs) (laughs) You got like, but it, I feel better than like when I'm listening because at least like today there's a little less Tobias slander. There's a little less TJ like hype train. I mean, the amount of love you guys gave that man last episode made made me want to vomit. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I it was just it's today was like a tough reckoning day because like in the last like year year and a half I have defended Ben and Carson Wentz so hard. They're both gone. So it's, it's a, it's a tough day. Like if, if I was a big tweeter, I'd, I'd have a lot of like freezing cold takes being <laughs> today. A lot of them. Well, I'll tell you what I, we haven't had the pleasure to discuss Ben Simmons, but I, I've seen from these guys and uh, I take no pleasure. And us being right about Ben Simmons. It's, it's a sad day. It's a very sad day, but Hey, well, well do you have a non-sexist question? So it, it could be Sixers related, but it's not limited to basketball. What is the most heartbreaking Philadelphia loss that you've ever experienced? Either I would say limited to individual game, but if you 
want to say like a series, go for it. I know Nuge's answer. You go Dude. first, Nuge. I think I really I've, know I've, your answer. I've been tweeting about it for the last three months. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks. It, it, it was the oh. most – the, the Hawks series was the most embarrassed I've ever been as a Philadelphia <laughs> sports fan. They, they had no business beating us. They, they weren't – like the Buccaneers in 2002 won the Super Bowl. The Panthers – uh, in 2003, only lost by a field goal to the Patriots. This is – I've never seen a more embarrassing sports loss in all my life, especially game five. You know, you guys knew how down I was after game five. So that's my answer. That's pretty bad. Um, I Like the easy answer would be the Kawhi shot, um, so I'm going to skip it. Like I – Brandon, this one might interest you. Like I am not a – any sort of real non-football, non-basketball fan. But when we were seniors in high school and the Flyers made that Stanley Cup and lost in whatever game it was, that was brutal. Yep, that's the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what did we come back? We were down 3-0 against Boston and we won four straight. We were down 3-0 against Boston, won three straight. We were down 3-0 in game seven, the night of senior prom, came back and won 4-3. Then we played wow. the Blackhawks. Game six is at home, and it's overtime. And the fucking goal just slides in. We're at Miles' house watching on the couch. No no one knew what happened. It was an like, absurd angle, right? Just like, out of nowhere. It's in, I, I, got, I remember. I, I, I know exactly on his couch where I was sitting. I'm watching the TV. They signal a goal. I stand up. I walk outside. I drove home. Uh, <laughs> worst loss ever. Yeah, that's that that's, that's pretty. Good. I re- I remember the. I was at the uh, the last regular season game of the year. They went in a shootout to with the. I think it was with the Islanders to actually make the playoffs before they came back down 0-3 two times. And I was at that shootout, and that was that was crazy. So I feel like I was there at the spark. But uh, as you guys know, I'm pretty one dimensional. Um, I, I only I only feel for for the Sixers, and uh, that um, I know it's the it's the easy answer. But that Kawhi shot, I mean, that was our year. That was really. Our Jimmy could still be here, you know, and uh, that I think that there's a parallel universe where that ends, where that falls off the rim and we go to overtime. So I think the uh, it's the Kawhi shot for me. The Kawhi shot hurts because you win that game and I, I don't think there's any doubt we win the championship. We were better than Milwaukee that year. We would have, we would have gone up against an injury like riddled Warriors team. That one hurts because, like, at least the six, like the Flyers, like, yeah, they still had to go win Game Seven, but they were on the road, it going up against a a, a better team. But that Kawhi shot, that was numbing. I think yeah. would be like, I just sat there and was just like, I remember, I think there was like a Big Thrones episode on right after that, and I was at my like old place in Philly with my roommate and Danielle and. They're like, all right, like let's switch to watch Thrones. I'm like, I need like a solid five before we switch. (laughs) I stared at the TV for 15 minutes, didn't say a word. Me and June, June right next to me, 15 minutes we stared at the TV, and then he just got up and said, All right, see you guys next time and left. Yeah, speaking Uh, of speaking of Benedict Arnold, is he coming back now that Ben's technically not on the team anymore? Or or is he is he officially gone until uh, until the trade happens? Technically still on the team, so no June. Yep. No June. Just like Ben will not be reporting to training camp, June will not be reporting to uh, to uh, podcast duty. Brandon, anything to plug before you go? 
No, I, if you're not listening to first name Dane already, you gotta you gotta keep listening. Um, I I got I got nothing else to plug. I love it, <laughs> Brandon. Thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure. Boys, thanks for having me. Enjoy enjoy the show. Five stars all day. Good stuff, BC. Five star appearance. Thank you, Brandon. All right, that went a little longer than we anticipated, but we got our second guest. Good stuff with Brandon. Lots to talk about. But our next guest, we got Zach Freeman coming on now. What's up, brother? Back to the audio. Z. Zach, I don't see you. I'm, I'm driving, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Zach. Driving like a cla- like a classic radio call in. I love it. He's on the road. <laughs> How you guys doing? First Good, time, Zach. long time. <laughs> Perfect, Zach. You officially have the floor. Give us your rant. Today was like a sad day, honestly. Honestly, I feel like it's kind of like if you had like a delinquent son that just always gets in trouble and like you ground him and then, you know, like you think everything's going to be good and then the school calls and it's like, yeah, he's expelled. It's like that bad. Like I I hope, I, I honestly don't know where this goes even a little bit, but like I hope he goes to like what is equivalent to the pits of hell, you know, like maybe like some shithole in Indiana and he like tears his Achilles and he's just stuck there forever. <laughs> or, or like, like I'm, I'm at that kind of level now. Like I want to choose violence. Like I, if I was like, if I was in power, I would just not trade him and I would just let him rot here for four years at this point. That's where I, that's where I'm at. What about you guys? Like give me your opinion. Are we, we're, we're all in on John wall. That's what we want. <laughs> you go first, Nuge. Uh, I think we, I think me and Dave are on the same page. We're all about just let them sit, let them rot, see how long a, you know, 25, like 25 year old all-star wants to sit out and then don't do them any favors. Just trade them when it's convenient. JB. Uh, I don't have that. Like that sounds amazing. And I'll be happy if we do it. (laughs) I want to start the season and have some fun and forget about this dude. I don't, I don't need everything. Yeah, like, I'm with you, Joey. Like, all jokes aside, it's funny to joke around. Like, I would like something in return, you know? Like, I, I'm all in and I'm sick. Like, I want Draymond Green. I don't know why. Like, I think, that, that, I think that, that like, is the Walmart version of Ben Simmons. And it'll be serviceable, you know? Like, it doesn't look good. But, like, you can wear the clothes and, you know, like, it, it works. You know what I mean? So, like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, we get Draymond. Maybe they throw in Andrew Wiggins. Joel likes him. They're friends. Some first round picks, and you know Ben wins four titles. Wow, where's where's exactly. what, what's what's Toby playing the two guard on that lineup? I honestly don't know. I mean, you guys hate Toby anyway, so it's like maybe shift him off somewhere too. I don't know. Uh, I'm it's over. It's over. Like it's done. The whole yeah. thing's done. My dream is dead. And yeah. that's, that's where I'm at now. Unless we get Zach Levine, and then I then Ooh. I'm back in. Long time. Long time pro Zach Levine podcast over here. Absolutely. Zach, that's I'm out the window. I'm going to, yeah, that's that, that ship sailed. <laughs> Zach, I want to earlier today, you may have, have seen uh, my proposal of Ben Simmons to the Rockets for John Wall, Christian Wood, Eric Gordon, and maybe a Brooklyn pick. Turns out those three guys make way more money than I thought. So Ben Simmons alone doesn't get it done. My this question is, this is a question to you, though. It, does okay. that matter? Because don't you just pay the luxury tax? It's like the number uh, real. If any, that's um, a news thing maybe. It's a no. It's it's real. The owners it's owners real? don't. Yeah, billionaires don't pay taxes. We know this. Z. they 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 they're on the right. <laughs> no, no, but like, let's say they do have unlimited money. They can they can go over. Correct. They could, but nobody does. 
nobody, uh, no, no, nobody ever goes obnoxiously over. Golden State did a little bit, but that's because Clay Thompson got hurt. They have the, the biggest payroll by a mile. But uh, I think they just did that because, you know, drastic circumstances for Clay. But question is, Ben and Tobias for that package, John Wall, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, a Brooklyn pick. Do you do that? Um, yes, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I think we would. I, mean, I think we would, I would too. ship him away for anything at this point. I don't care what it is. If he ever plays in a Sixers uniform again, I'm done. I will never I will never support the team. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't think that, that can happen at this point. Him I playing for, for us. Yeah, again. I don't know. I was all in. I thought they were going to bring him back. It was just I did, too. Noise. Yeah, and then, I did, too. The, what, also, quick question before I have to hang up. What is the Rich Paul thing here? Like, is he just anti- Philadelphia like what is it I think uh well we talked about before. this is a crazy staring contest between Daryl and, and and Rich Paul clearly nobody is blinking anytime soon and um I think I think that there was a done deal for Harden I think Ben Simmons and Rich Paul were informed that Ben was going to be on Houston about a year ago and and that falling apart at the last minute I think sparked some bad blood and uh fast forward and you know, here we are. I think that definitely had something to do with it, I think. And there's some some egg on Maury's face for not getting that done. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, there's and then there's a there's a long history with Daryl and Clutch. Like, I don't know if you remember that whole free Hong Kong stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Le- LeBron <laughs> was in China. So I think there's there could be some bad blood from that. I wouldn't put it past him to have a grudge about that. Um, yeah. But then I what think- like how does that set up for like the rest of the teams in the league? So this they just get to decide whatever they want to do. So, like, you're a max player. You just say, oh, cool, I don't like it here anymore. I can just leave. Well, that's like, what's yeah, crazy. That's what's interesting about this. I mean, that this happens to your Anthony Davises and players of that caliber. Ben Simmons is not Anthony Davis. He is not – he does not – after his performance and his his lack of In his mind, he is, he's, a two, he's, he's back-to-back all-star. But in reality, he's not near – he's not on the same level. He's not a top – he's not a top 15 player. So, it's interesting to see how this plays out. Do they tell him to go fuck himself? I think they. I think that's where this is headed. I mean, he's he's in no place to make demands like that. And, uh, again, we got we have to see who blinks first. But he's uh, – it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I don't know how, how long this is going to go for. Zach, Good, let me you ask think? you. I, I don't get any opinions from you. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been sidetracked. I hate Ben Simmons. Zach, 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 let me ask you, do you, let me turn the question to you. Like, does it make you nervous kind of waging this war with clutch sports? 100%. Yeah, me too. They're too big to fail. Yeah. Yeah. They have have them all. They have the whole gang. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, okay. Like, and that's what I think he, he, they know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what's even worse is they have, they have young Maxi too, which that, that could spell trouble down the road. Hate to even think about that now, but they already tried to pull some shit. Who knows if it was real or not, but about the, them informing him that they, the Sixers, they would like t- Maxi to be included in any Simmons trade and not go to the local Philadelphia, whatever he was going to do, fundraiser thing. It's uh, it's it's definitely not good. You don't want to be on the bad I, side. I think that was real. Yeah, I think that I think was so real. Too. I think it was yeah, real I and they, so they backtracked on it. Mm-hmm. I believe so, too. I think that the it's it's going to get super interesting. <laughs> I'm curious to see how it all plays out. I mean. Yeah. It just sucks knowing going into the season that we're going to be worse this year than we were last year. Unless Maxie's that dude, Zach. Unless Maxie's that dude, we'll see. But you're losing the top defender in the NBA, in my opinion. You are. You are. But Matisse Thibel going into year three could take a leap. You never know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be that would be good. That would be yeah. good. 
Yeah. I mean, unless you get unless you get like a top tier talent, like if if you get Bradley Beal, I think you're equally as good. But besides mm. that, yeah, I mean, like Bradley Beal, like like does CJ McCollum like really make up the difference? Yeah, probably, well, probably not. Does it? I don't know. Maybe in the, maybe in the playoffs, but uh, yeah, not. In, I mean, know, all you have to do is get in, right? So I guess. Yeah, that's true. Like after the Sixers versus the Hawks, who cares about home court anymore? It, exactly, you know? it doesn't matter the seating, right? Right, exactly. What's up, Zach? What do you think is the best case scenario with the situation? Um, that we get something of value out of it. Anything of value. Anything of value, because I think it's going to be. But here's the funny thing: after it happens, two weeks go by, we're going to be all in, and we're going to convince ourselves it's great. And (laughs) oh, you know it. It's it's going to be fine. I'm going to be I'm going to be ready to rock and roll, baby. Yeah, always. It's a second. Joey, before I go, Joey, stop chewing on on a good habit, Dav. Um, <laughs> Zach, anything to plug? All right. Um, no, no, I got nothing else to plug. You uh, feel any better? I feel, uh, dude. I feel so much better. There you go. <laughs> Good. That's I what we're so here for. Better. Honestly, uh, please, I need this. You guys should send me an invoice. I'll pay. It. <laughs> Good stuff, babe. You got it. All right. Thanks. Thanks easy, for having on. Thank you. Try safely. That was All great, right, That was that was enjoyable. I yeah. guess a good last out of that. People got things off their chest. It was yeah. therapeutic. It's what we do. <laughs> Guys, uh, anything to plug before we go? Training camp is in eight days? Seven. Seven days. One week Seven from days. today. Media days in six days. Oh, I don't man. know. What happened to the summer? Oh, my I God. First day was the first day of fall, 21st day of September. All uh, right. And- so here, here you go. Here you go. Two things. One of two things are going to happen in the next in the next six days. Either there's a Ben Simmons trade or there's not. And all hell breaks loose and he doesn't show up to media day. And either way, we're going to have something to pot about. So that's all that matters. This is going to be fun, guys. I'm going to be in Hawaii next week. You have my full <laughs> permission because he's he's definitely getting traded while I'm in Hawaii. So you have my full yeah. permission. To move on without me. June will be back because that'll be off the team. You Perfect. can proceed without me. Do an emergency pod. We'll talk about it then. Reminder, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, mailbags open, therapy at gmail.com. If you're interested in hopping on like Brandon and Zach and just venting, getting things off your chest, you're more than welcome. Let us know. Guys, that's all I have. Go Birds. One last thing. Big shout out to our favorite Philadelphia pizza, Wood Street Pizza. Of course, Salvito's Pizza best pizza in new jersey but if we're talking strictly philadelphia big shout out to wood street let's talk let's talk <laughs> <Wood> street. Street. <laughs> let's talk <laughs> see you fellas have a good night good stuff buddy see you